listening to a Nomad's Way podcast where we share the exploits and advices of travel gurus for making your travel easy and affordable. And now your host, who wish on making travel a global religion, Kunal, aka the Hopeless Nomad. are back well we took a two-week break so it's it was a long break so just to let you all know that this break was just me getting uh, used to some new things that have just come up in my life for example i got a new internship i'm looking for new places to live right now and yeah a lot more is going on but come on guys missed you all <laughs> i miss bringing some travel to your ears and just wanted to give you a heads up of course that you already know that this season is going to end very soon and uh, the next episode is going to be the last episode of this season one of nomads way travel podcast you know very well that season two is all to come in very soon and if you need any updates on that subscribe to the community on the website you know the website is hopelessnomad.com and if you're new here welcome you can just check out profile which is hopelessnomad.com we are present on all the platforms and also the website and about the website as well it is going to undergo a very major transformation very soon it is just for you all that i'm putting up a service that is just going to help nomads out there it's a secret i'll let you know <laughs> very soon yeah moving on to today's episode this episode is all about inspiration my guest is one of those kinds of people who just loves traveling more than anything else she started from panama she has visited a lot of countries she went to cape town and took a trip around africa explored some beautiful cultures and one peculiar fact about her is she loves ice creams i would say she is an ice cream expert well <laughs> meeting new people with new interests every day and we just love them we even talked about resources to use uh, traveling to usa and visiting national parks and she has a one unique condition that doesn't allow her to travel to her fullest which we have discussed in this episode and how is she just going and never stopping so guys, take your potions, put on your headphones or your speakers or whatever way you listen to the podcast and come with me with your host Kunal to the hostel of a Nomad's Way Travel Podcast with my guest, with my lovely guest, Sarah, the Obligatory Traveler. Thanks for hanging out here with me and let's get going. Let's begin with a short introduction about yourself, where you come from, what's your story, and what's your calling. 
Okay. Um, I'm Sarah Hawkins Medusky. I currently live in the Philadelphia area. So I grew up here, still live here. I love traveling. I have several autoimmune disorders. One is very rare and was diagnosed because of travel. Oh, wow. I started having the symptoms while I was traveling. And okay. I don't think I probably would have had any of the symptoms uh, while I was at home yet. So it was really doing a lot of the stuff while I was traveling that caused the symptoms. So when I came back, I had an appointment and that was how I got diagnosed. So that's always pretty exciting. It's kind of a part of my traveling journey, I suppose. Okay. And it's changed some of the ways that I've been able to travel. Um, I've had to limit certain things, but not everything. Mm -hmm. So that's been pretty exciting. And I probably got bit by the travel bug mainly the first time we went on a trip to uh, Panama. Panama, And All right. that was kind of the first time that I realized that Travel isn't really as hard, I think, as many people think it is. Mm -hmm. And so after that, I've just fallen in love with traveling. I just want to see everything. My bucket list is gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, so when did this happen? When you were with your husband or before that when you were studying or something? Um, no, with my husband. Um, okay. It was about, I think, our first, our first trip abroad. We had done stuff within the United States, but our mm -hmm. first trip abroad was about four years into being married. Okay. And we, we decided to do this, uh, you know, this extended few week trip to go through Panama. Yeah. And so that was the first time together. And after that, we're like, all right, what, what's next? What else can we <laughs> see? We have to go somewhere, you know, as soon as we can. Yeah. So you just traveled around USA, right? Uh, mostly. Uh, yeah. Before then it was just, yeah, it was just the USA. Mm -hmm. We had gone to some places around the USA, but yeah, we decided let's go to Panama. It just, mm. it seems weird because people always think, why was that the first country? But it just yeah. ticked off a lot of the boxes for us. It was warm. I like warm. So mm -hmm. it was warm, had beaches and mountains and a city that yeah. you could do all in within the same trip. So that really appealed to us too. Uh, I just want to ask about your, your condition that you told us about. And I also read on your blog and uh, your website. So yeah, like uh, what is the condition about and how do you manage to travel with that? Um, the condition that I have is called pulmonary hypertension mm -hmm. and it's an autoimmune disorder that causes um, pressure to build up in the arteries that are between your heart and your lungs. So the symptoms really come on when I do and when I really exert myself doing something physical. A lot of the times it has to do with Uh, climbing inclines mm -hmm. yeah. so whether it's a ton of steps which is the first time I had issues when we were in Belize and we went uh, zip lining okay. and we had to climb a lot of stairs and I got really out of breath and then it just seemed like a fluke I didn't really think of anything of it at the time and then our very next trip was in Colorado mm -hmm. and so it's also triggered by being at high altitudes So, so that combined with trying to do a hike where we were going up a lot of inclines and I got very short of breath. I could barely do the hike. So that was when I knew something was up. So mm -hmm. now I have to be careful going to places with really high altitudes. There's places that I just know I can't do okay. at this point. 
And it's also, it still gets triggered by kind of going up inclines. That's kind of, that's something I've been able to manage. I, if I go slow, if I know I'm starting to get out of breath and I stop and take a break, I can continue on. So there are still some hikes that I've been able to do, mm-hmm. even though they've maybe been a little more challenging for me than for the average person. Mm-hmm. But I always feel really good when I'm able to accomplish something. Yeah, because it's it's like amazing like what you do is because I read about this disease and it's uh, something related to your lungs that you cannot breathe and your yeah. feet get swollen. Yeah. And and you still travel. It's it's well, like travel is something for you for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm definitely no matter what, I it, it's a progressive illness, so it can get mm-hmm. worse over time how far it progresses and how quickly is still something being studied. So I'm actually, because I got diagnosed so early in the disease and a lot of people don't get diagnosed until, uh, until they're in a much later stage. So they're kind of studying me to see what the progression might be in someone like me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I'm, I'm a bit of a planner. I do like, I love winging things and I also like planning things. So I feel like I have this whole, projection of thinking okay now I'm fine I can still fly mm-hmm. and be okay I can kind of do all these physical things and hikes and who knows maybe someday I may have to look at okay well now travels just us traveling around in an RV in the United States and yeah. or at least the attached countries to the United States I don't know what the future will bring but no matter what I'd like to keep traveling I, no matter what kind of travel it is that's that's amazing like i love it absolutely yeah. love it and it's so inspirational because nothing is stopping you right now to just no, travel no no i yeah i exactly. try to do as much as i can except for some of the altitude restrictions right mm-hmm. now that's probably or some of the physical stuff there's definitely yeah, hikes yeah. i know that yeah. are probably way too much for me to do so, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so do you have to prepare yourself like your mindset before traveling or you just like to it like regular person? Um, for the most part, it's like a regular person. As far as physical activity, when we're going somewhere, I'll do, do a little research. YouTube is a great resource. Uh-huh. So especially if there's a hike that I want to do or you know something like that, I'll look it up on YouTube first and see. Mm-hmm. How is it? What, yeah. yeah, what the terrain looks like, how much yeah. of an incline there are. So just to see and make sure that it seems okay hmm okay that's uh, that's amazing that's amazing so what was your uh, like most memorable travel experience let's say that's super hard uh, <laughs> there's so many great like, ones one that just sticks in you it was just like out of this world one that, that i yeah. always come back to we were in cape town south africa mm-hmm. and we went up to table mountain for the and we were there for sunset and I, we just I guess we just timed it right. So it was just the right circumstances. There was just the right amount of cloud cover that Mm -hmm. came rolling through. And it it was just amazing when you're standing up there and the sun's setting and you can actually visibly see the horizon. And it's almost, it's like you're at the horizon because you're up on top of the mountain. So it it just looked otherworldly. It looked like you were you were just somewhere else. You were kind of standing on the edge of the world <laughs> with the sun setting and the clouds all sort of 
climbing in and out of these craters that were there on top of the mountain. It, yeah, it was, that's definitely one of my most memorable experiences. Wow. When I feel sad, I kind of just think of that <laughs> moment and it oh just, <laughs> it makes me feel inspired again. Sure. Like I've never been to South Af like Africa by myself, but like listening to you is like yeah. in such enthusiastic way, I'm sure like it's a place worth to visit. Oh yeah. Cape Town was, Cape Town was really inspiring. Mm -hmm. And again, it's kind of, it's one of those places that had all the things. It was a city, yeah. but they have this, like these amazing beaches and the ocean, plus there's mountains. It's like on your left side is beaches and on your right side is mountains. mountains I, yeah. Perfect yeah, place. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't imagine living, like just driving to work on a normal day and looking out and seeing both of those things on either side of you as you're on the road. <laughs> so how long did you stay there for? Um, we did, we did Cape Town for a week, a full week, because before that we were in Zimbabwe and Zambia. Mm -hmm. We did a day in Botswana too. So there was about a week and a half that we did all that and then Cape Town for a week. Okay. That's yeah. amazing. How is it like different? Uh, for example, like I travel solo most of the time. Yeah. So like, how is it different planning stuff, like planning stuff for traveling in a family or with a husband? I would say, I think for the most part, we do a really good job because we like a lot of the same things. So it's mm -hmm. never that one of us compromises. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. one of us wants to go shopping and another mm -hmm. person wants to go to museums and we tend to like the same things. So it works pretty well. We like a lot of the same foods. We both are pretty, mm -hmm. I would say pretty adventurous. So there's generally not a lot of travel things we disagree on or with planning. We, we run by things, like, let's do this or let's do that. Mm -hmm. We kind of, I would say our travel planning style is we have ideas of what we want to do. So okay. we'll write ideas of things, but then at the same time, we might be in a place and say, oh my goodness, we never even knew this was here, but let's go do that instead. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't think we're people who have such a firm itinerary every day that's like, all right, we okay. got to stick to what we're doing. It yeah. just, we kind of have an idea of definitely some really top things we want to do, but we're also very flexible. Okay, so when you're- we went to Cape, When we more... went to Cape Town, one of the things we wanted to do the most was paragliding, mm -hmm. but it's so dependent on the weather. Yes, totally. And so we try totally. not to get our hopes up, but yeah. then, and then we got the call that, you know, from the place that said, all right, it's, we have, you know, this one span of time that's perfect. So <laughs> be right out front and we have to go. And yeah, so that was really exciting too. But yeah. how was it? How was the experience of paragliding? That, that definitely <laughs> also ranks up with one of the most amazing experiences. I can't wait to do it again. I'm mm -hmm. hoping we'll get to go someplace to another destination that has great paragliding because I'd love to do it again. Wow. Yeah, was, I know. I've done it back in India and it's like out of this world. Like when you see oh, yeah. everything down there, it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> and everybody, you know, always talks about it and says, but weren't you scared? Wasn't it like the yeah, most yeah, scariest yeah. experience? And I said, no, it was actually one of the most peaceful experiences I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. so just quiet and you're just kind of floating through the air and there's nothing to do but take in the scenery and look at everything. So, mm -hmm. yeah. How many countries have you visited in total? Uh, I don't know. I never, I, I feel like I have to write them all down. <laughs> because I, I, I went through your blog, like I was trying to find it out, like how many countries have you visited? And I was like, well, <laughs> I, I cannot take account or something. Yeah, it's not, I can't say, we don't have a super, we don't have a super high count. 
because mm-hmm. we go back and forth between usually doing something more local in the United States and then mm-hmm. doing something that's in another country. So, yeah. you know, I would say maybe less than, maybe even less than 10, maybe seven, oh. eight. Yeah. We've tried to do a lot through uh, Central America. Okay. So we were trying, we've been trying to hit all the countries in Central America, do that. And then we did our big trip over to Africa. Mm-hmm to do mm-hmm. that and had that be our first continent, other continent. So, okay. Yeah. So let's come to uh, America. Like what's your tips and recommendation of traveling in, in US? I would say anything involving a national park is, oh, yeah? is definitely a high recommendation. Okay. I really like all the nature things in the United States. Yeah. So anything national park related, we did a, a trip out West in the fall so we got to see the badlands and Mm -hmm. some of the other parks that are out west we've done the grand canyon that was one of our first trips when we first got married was Mm -hmm. going out and doing the grand canyon so yeah i would say any national park nature things is amazing we did denali in alaska that was uh, that was incredible (laughs) yeah i would i would highly recommend an alaska trip i know they're expensive Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, but it just, there was nothing like Stop being there. Yeah. yeah. And about, about like families traveling there. So what would you say is the most uh, budgeted way to visit most of the national parks? That cheap uh, way. I would say for accommodations, usually it's a little better to stay outside of the park. Mm-hmm. If you have your own car and you can drive back and forth, Mm-hmm. I would say staying somewhere like when we were in um, Denali, there's a town that's over called Healy and mm-hmm. we stayed somewhere in Healy. We didn't actually stay because there's, you know, that sort of main tourist street in Denali and that's where a lot of the hotels and things are. Yeah. But we stayed in a town that was sort of over from it. It wasn't, it was maybe 15 minute drive or something from where we were to the national park, but mm-hmm. we weren't in the exact main tourist area where all the tour buses and everything like that mm-hmm. tend to congregate. So yeah, I would say as cool as it, as cool as it is to be able to stay in a park, you're going to save money by staying outside of it outside, and driving yeah. through the park. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And what's the yeah. nearest park from Philly? Well, actually Philadelphia in the city yeah. is it's, there. There's independence national park. Oh, wow. So okay. that's where a lot of the, um, a lot of the historic sites are all contained within one park. Okay, so you can travel within your within your city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's an actual there's there's a national park. There's also um, the Edgar Allan Poe House in Philadelphia, which is considered a national site as mm-hmm. well, a national park site as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's some places I would say if you want sort of more of a naturey experience, Valley Forge isn't that far from Philly, and there's a Valley Forge National Park, and that has a lot of that's a historic site, but then also has some good nature stuff. As okay. Well. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Like if anyone would be listening from particularly closer to Philly for, for sure, he wants to explore. Uh, oh, the yeah. National Parks. It, yeah. Philadelphia is <laughs> amazing. I love it. Yeah. Let's come to ice creams then. What about ice creams? <laughs> yes. All my favorite subjects. <laughs> so yeah. Like how, like how did you fall in love with ice creams and what, what's the story behind it? I, I don't like, I remember liking ice cream as a kid. As mm-hmm. an adult, I think I've fallen more in love with ice cream 
as it's become more of an art form for a lot of people than just ice cream. You know, you can go to the store and you kind of get your, you know, your ice cream in the little container or whatever. But I feel like there's so many places now, yeah, that have elevated it to an art form that have started putting all sorts of interesting ingredients together and quality ingredients too. So, and I, I just love it. I like. Exactly. Because like I went to this shop in, uh, in the South of France. And I think so. It was in Nice, and yes. it, it it had more than like I don't know fifty flavors in there. And I was like, oh my god, just give me a chocolate one. <laughs> I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It gets it gets very when you go to a place oh that's god. like that. It gets very overwhelming. It's totally, totally. Even yeah. we were in um, we were in Nashville mm-hmm. in January, and we went to a a pretty uh, well known ice cream place called Jenny's Splendid. Mm-hmm. And they didn't, they had just the sort of their certain set of flavors, but they were so interesting. It was so hard to choose. <laughs> so what's your like most common go-to flavor? Anything with peanut butter. Anything with I peanut butter. I love peanut butter. Oh, wow. So <laughs> if we go somewhere and they have a flavor that has peanut butter, yeah, that's usually my first go-to flavor. And then, if, and then I usually try to get two scoops everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. So then after that, it kind of just depends on my mood. Okay, so like when you go into the shop, you just try different flavors or you just like read the names and just like, oh, this is a good one. It depends. Uh-huh. Sometimes sometimes if it's something I've never seen before, sometimes I want to try it just to, just to try, to do the yeah. tasting, just <laughs> yeah. to try it, to see what it's like. Uh-huh. I would say, like I said, my go-to is peanut butter. And then there's there's some things that, I'll look for like I love an Earl Grey ice cream. So mm-hmm. if someone has an Earl Grey, that's that's usually one I want to try just to compare the different kinds of Earl Grey. Um, Jenny's Splendid had a goat cheese and cherry ice cream, and that just sounded so wow. interesting. I felt like I had to get that one. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I'm intrigued right now. <laughs> yeah, it was uh. it was good. The goat cheese was kind of more like a. I guess it was more of a sweeter goat cheese. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like maybe a cheese that you, a flavor like you would get in a cheesecake kind of flavor. Mm-hmm. So it was a little more on the sweet side and with the cherries. Oh, that was, it was really good. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. For yeah. Sure. sure. So so what's your favorite places to get, get an ice cream back in your city or nearby? Oh, well, probably our number, our number one favorite local place is it's a bit of a drive. We usually make a pilgrimage once or twice a year to go there to get ice cream, but okay. it's called Springer's and it's in Stone Harbor, New Jersey. So it's down the Jersey shore area. Okay. But yeah, we'll take the drive to go down just to go down <laughs> to get the ice cream. They have, they have a peanut butter Oreo ice cream and what? it's the only place I know that combines peanut butter and Oreo together. So I go just to get that. ice oh cream. Oh my God. <laughs> so, and then in Philadelphia, there's a place called Weckerly's mm-hmm. and that's my favorite Philadelphia ice cream. In um the summer, uh New Jersey's really well known for blueberries. So mm-hmm. Weckerly's from Philadelphia will get the blueberries and make a blueberry ice cream that's really good. And they do ice cream sandwiches. So they always oh have God. interesting I ice cream ice flavors cream. <laughs> between really interesting cookie flavors. So that's my favorite to go there and get an ice cream sandwich. Yeah, you're an ice cream expert for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No. 
we try everywhere we go. I try to find three ice cream places and mm -hmm. then try them. Occasionally it's been a little, occasionally it's challenging and there's not as many ice cream places depending on where we go. Sometimes when we go to like a small island, mm -hmm. but most places I get in my three ice cream places. No, that's nice. Yes. Yeah. That's nice. Oh my God. I need an ice cream right now. <laughs> I, know, I know. Yeah. Oh my God. Coming back to the topic of traveling, what types of resources you majorly use when you travel or when you are just interested in a place? Um, I, I, I really like YouTube. I love vloggers. There are some that I always say, you know, people really love their favorite TV shows and they get yeah. really into them and the stars and everything. I have some favorite vlog, like there are vloggers for me who are like that. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I get so excited when there's new videos. And so I would say vloggers a lot will inspire me, or I think just having that visual of being able to see how they go about doing something. And mm -hmm. so Uh, vloggers on YouTube and, and other bloggers. I'll always look up, uh, especially people who I know really well, who I feel mm -hmm. like are kind of in the same, I guess in tune with the same things that I like or how I like to travel. I'll look up and see what they say about a place yeah. as well. Okay. So any websites particularly that you use that you can recommend to our listeners? Um, trying to think they're so, so many. <laughs> I would say for you I would say for youtubers mm -hmm. my probably my top three are Kara and Nate mm -hmm. um, endless adventure and yeah. chasing a plate especially chasing a plate because they mainly do food so if you want to go somewhere and find where the places you need to eat are yeah. they're really great for that <laughs> amazing amazing yeah that's right and, and when you just you're when you're planning your travels in a family let's say like Do you face some challenges uh, uh, on the like on the roads or like while just planning? I would say maybe always the biggest. I say a lot of the biggest challenge is with transportation. Mm -hmm. We uh, if we travel in the United States, a lot of times we'll rent a car. In other countries, sometimes it's. I mean, living in the Philadelphia area, we have a lot of trains, so we're kind of used to taking the trains places and but I would say probably researching and trying to get a hold of how to travel around a place yeah sometimes can be the most challenging all those just little logistical things can be mm -hmm. a challenge how, just how to get from one place to another or here to there so I mean I think nowadays with technology using things like google maps and that you have to not be so reliant on it Yeah. Just in case, I think having a good idea of actually how to read a map or how to look at something and figure it out is good. Even if you have to take a little tutorial somewhere just to figure that stuff out, just in case. Mm -hmm. But I would say the logistics sure. of yeah. the logistics of getting from one yeah. place to another. Totally. Especially from an airport. How do you get from the airport to where you're staying or where you need to yes. be? Yes. Sometimes it can be yeah. so pain in the yeah. yeah. <laughs> Totally. Because yeah. sometimes even if you read a million blogs and mm. say, all right, I definitely know how to do it. <laughs> it may not work out the way yeah. that you want. It was when we went to, um, we went to a town in Costa Rica mm -hmm. and we took the, we took the bus from the city in Costa Rica all the way to this uh, like little surfing town. 
And I'd read all the blogs and I'd read everything about, okay, the bus will drop you off. And then when you get there, there'll be taxis and you take Mm -hmm. the taxi, except the bus dropped us off and there were no taxis taxis. anywhere. (laughs) And it just, it took us forever. And we're trying to, we're just thinking, what do we do? We don't, really know how far the police were staying is away can we walk there is is it is it really far well Mm -hmm. as it turned out you just had to sort of walk down um away from where the bus station and then there was like a place where all the taxis were but nothing i read said that all the like everything (laughs) i read said oh no no no, it's that they're at the bus station you know they're kind of down and around the corner actually from the bus station so once we figured it out it was fine but it was definitely a moment of a little bit of a moment of panic of we're Mm -hmm. here but now we have no (laughs) where we need to be so yeah yeah oh my god yeah that's a lot of things that you read is sometimes like you're somewhere else and you're you're just looking for something else you're like there what is happening now (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah, that's why that's one of the reasons I think why I started really blogging and getting into mm. it because I like to give people those specific details yeah perfect it's amazing that they can yeah that they can use if they go if they visit the same place mm-hmm. yeah so what's in store for you after this let's say quarantine is over what's in your travel journey then the next thing to tick off your bucket I list have no I have no right now there's really no it's there's really no plans it's always interesting the way our travels fall together because I kind of always say that the trips choose us we don't always choose trips Mm -hmm. we thought at the beginning of like by November of 2019 we really thought that 2020 we were like the entire year's planned we had so many things already booked Uh and so far nothing's happened the way (laughs) that we expected we were supposed to go and stay at a treehouse in Pat, it was my dream to stay at this treehouse in Panama that's on the on a chocolate farm for about five years. So oh. we finally had time to book it, and they mm-hmm. contacted us in December and said they were having some issues with their property, and they weren't going to be ready for January guests, and we just couldn't find another date to to reschedule for this year. So that yeah. didn't happen. Um, so then that was how we ended up going to Nashville. Uh, instead, because Kara and Nate, who are the vloggers we really love, mm-hmm. had a big uh, party in Nashville to celebrate reaching 100 countries. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So we wow. thought, oh, that would be so fun. So we hurried up and, like, replanned everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually supposed to leave today to go to Dallas um, for a conference for people with chronic illnesses okay. who are advocates, but obviously that's not happening now. So I don't really know no. what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I was, I'm supposed to go to uh, the TBEX conference mm-hmm. in October, which is going to be in Lafayette, Louisiana. And then we were going to do some stuff around there. So that's kind of the only thing that still seems to be yeah. a possibility. But Because right now everything is in the air. Like we don't know where yeah. the travel industry is going, what's happening, when will it yeah. start opening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because uh, – Living in this area, we're, we tend to be somewhat close to certain things. So we thought maybe if things open up and we don't have anything big planned, we may go to New York City. Um, mm-hmm. There's definitely things in New York City I still haven't done yet. Yeah. So we thought we might go and do a baseball game. I've never been to Coney Island. So 
thought, mm-hmm. all right, well, if we just need, if we feel like we just have to go somewhere and do a trip, <laughs> that might be a possibility for the rest of this year as well. But yeah, I don't know. We're kind of just looking now, I guess, further into next year and thinking, what, what can we plan? Yeah. I, I suppose the positive part is that, um, when we did, when we did our Africa trip and then we, we did a, an extended trip when we went to Alaska, mm-hmm. I used up a lot of my time and I just hadn't been able to from, you know, from work and I haven't been able to accumulate it again to a, a point where we could go on something really big. Mm-hmm. But now with being home and not really doing any of the trips we had planned, we might have enough, I might have enough time now accrued to be able to do something really big. I think we've been looking at the Canary Islands. That's kind of been big on our list. So that might be what comes next. We've really wanted to go to, we were actually thinking of going to Hong Kong in March. So that definitely wasn't going to be happening now, but Hong Kong's definitely another trip. 2021. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe 2021 might be one of those two. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Like I hope so. Like this thing gets over as soon as it can. Oh yeah. Yeah, because we need to travel. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, I definitely need to see something new. <laughs> yes, yes. So it has been just fantastic to talk to you. Yes. And I just have like one last question or what that I wanted to ask. Is there anything like? Any advice, any music, any quote, or any movie that you want to share with the audience who's just like you, and just feel free to share it? I would say, probably I would think mainly of a piece of advice mm-hmm. that my, um, my one of my, I guess I should say, one of my mentors gave to everyone that he was a mentor of. And it, it just, it's the thing that always sticks with me all the time. And it was kind of related to people who create things, who create podcasts or YouTube videos, blogs, just anything, you know, people who invent recipes, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But he always said, everybody's just trying their best. They're doing their best. They're doing what they're passionate about, what they love, even no matter what their skill level is, everybody's just doing their best at it. So Mm -hmm. if someone creates something that you really like that you really enjoy that inspires you or that you found helpful just always tell them yeah it only takes it only takes a few minutes of your time it doesn't really cost you much just let someone know hey i appreciate the thing that you're doing that you're making that you're creating and you know if everybody did that one you know did that it would be a happy place exactly this is beautiful beautiful absolutely beautiful thank you so much for sharing it you are a fantastic person and an awesome soul and yeah i hope that one day we could meet up someday we'll be traveling and doing our normal things oh yeah yeah that's meeting up with other travel people (laughs) is one of my favorite things so yes (laughs) absolutely absolutely thank you so much again for coming on the show and for sure like people would find this particular episode superly like uh, i have no words to say like like super <laughs> inspiration <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> yeah because yeah. you're an amazing person for sure and yeah. thank you again <laughs> all right thanks for having me on the show
If you think this particular episode brought you with any value, leave a comment, like, follow, or whatever you want. And if you want to say hi or just share any of your beautiful travel stories, head over to hopelessnomad.com and just subscribe to the email list. Thank you for listening. Until next time.